Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash the healthy marriage and the warrior marriage podcast you can find that at any of the itunes or other um, places that you uh, listen to your podcasts i'd love for you to um, love to serve you and love to bless your family um, today we're going to talk about gottman's research um, on the some of the myths that we have about marriage and about how we do this well how we do family and marriage well um, Dr. Gottman is a researcher up in Seattle and has some amazing data that actually really helps clarify some stuff that we've tended to believe over the years that isn't necessarily true. So here's one of them. Neuroses or personality problems ruin marriages. No, not necessarily. We have all of, we all have our crazy buttons. The key to a happy marriage isn't having a normal personality, but finding someone with whom you mesh. So a lot of parents have certain expectations about who their kids are going to marry. And then they meet that person that they want to marry. And it's like, wait a minute, there's something wrong with them. It's like, well, yeah, there is with your kid too and with everyone else. And so same for you. This doesn't you know, cancel out being able to get married. But someone that you can actually work with and you can be a team with and that you can actually be an asset. I've seen amazing people who have a lot of health issues or a lot of mental health issues who marry someone who becomes their best friend and actually they'll fight for them. And they, they work hard for them and they're, they help make each other better people. You don't want two or even one dependent person. And that's where this can get negative. You want two independent people who can be interdependent. Um, that's from Stephen Covey. And it's a very powerful principle that we need to remember. Another one, common interests keep you together. And that, would mean, that all depends on how you interact while pursuing those interests. It doesn't mean if you don't have a lot of common interests that you're going to be unhealthy. It's every marriage has a different dance. Some spend all their time together and do everything together. They go golf together. They go swim together. They go exercise together. They work together. That's not actually normal. Um, and a lot of other couples have very separate like things that they do and they come together and they connect and they're healthy and they have a great great communication and sex life and relationship and be careful about comparing to others and then imposing that on yourself as to what you should be versus, um, yes, common interests are healthy and can be good, but they're not necessary ingredient um, for you to have a uh, healthy marriage. You scratch my back and this becomes that it's really unha unhappy marriages where this quid pro quo operates where each feels the need to keep a running tally of who has done what for whom. This is cancerous, unhealthy. There's not a tit for tat back and forth. Um, I remind my wife, and we talk all the time, how what I'm doing and what she's doing is not equal in any way, shape, or form. She's been at home working with our kids uh, for almost 12 years now. Hasn't gone to a paying job. At the beginning, it was actually hard for her because it was like, I'm not a contributing member of society because we've indoctrinated people to think that that's the only, you know, your paycheck is your value. It's not true. And now she doesn't care. It's great. Um, but what she does is immeasurable. And if you've looked at the research on the stay-at-home mom and what they should probably get paid, it's 
you know, double or triple what I make. <laughs> That's not um, the right measurement, if you will. So careful with this one. This is dangerous. Another one, avoiding conflict will ruin your marriage. Honesty is not best for all marriages. We need to be careful with thinking that, and I've talked about it before, that we have different conflict styles and some actually avoid conflict and then deal with the things and it's small and it's not a big deal and it's, it's personality and it's um, just kind of the style that they develop. Are there things they miss? Yeah. Are there things they could do better? Absolutely. Um, but careful with what you think is healthy and look at the video I did before with some research on John Gottman about conflict. There's five styles. When you learn those and you see that there's three that are healthy, you fit into one of those, good, stay there. Find someone that also is in one of those and work together as a team, but run from those other two. Those are toxic people that should not marry at this point until they deal with the way that they interact and handle conflict. This is the key I've seen and others have seen um, for predicting future health in marriage is how do you handle conflict? Another one, affairs are the root cause of divorce. Not true. Based on his research, only 20 to 27% of couples said an extramarital affair was even partially to blame. My work, working with couples, actually one of my favorites is working with couples who've had affairs because I get to see God perform and do something I know it's kind of weird to say reform, but see God show up and absolutely transform because forgiveness is something that he does, not us, really. And so, no, it doesn't lead to divorce. A lot of other stuff, and it tends to be little stuff that leads to divorce. Top reason for divorce is money. It's never about money. It's about our selfishness. Second reason is sex. It's not about sex. It's our selfishness, our lack of conversation, our immaturity, our, our desires that have gone mad, lust. Um, third one's in-laws, <laughs> deadbolts. You need to be careful to have boundaries and healthy, healthy boundaries with, with in-laws because when you leave and you cleave and you begin a new family, they don't have the same voice into us. We need to be careful with that. But they also have permission to say whatever they're going to say and do whatever they're going to do. So those boundaries are important. And then the fourth is parenting. Every couple's got differences in their parenting style. So it's learning to work as a team. So it's back to conflict resolution. Here's a crazy one. Men are not biologically built for marriage. It's crazy. <laughs> the frequency of extramarital affairs does not depend on gender so much as on opportunity. M men are seen as men are pigs because they have affairs. And then in the industrial age, um, post-World War II, I believe it was, all of a sudden women started having affairs about the same rate as men did. Why? They left the farmhouse and they went to work and they had availability and they started being as dumb as everybody else. And the fact is we're all selfish and all sin bent. And when there is opportunity, it's terrifying that we may take it. This is why we have to protect our marriages and have certain boundaries of things we don't do and places we don't spend time and people we don't spend time around. So since women enter the workforce, this says it here, in massive numbers, the number of extramarital affairs of young women now slightly exceeds those of men. This is an indictment. But a caveat to the statement up top, men are not biologically built for marriage. There's a lot of data that shows, no, none of us are actually made to, to be monogamous. Uh, that's looking at more of an almost evolutionary psychology. Men just want to, you know, spread their seed, if you will. It's disgusting in some sense. It's actually kind of insulting too. 
But if you look at scripture, it's like, yes, we're all sin bent. We all want what we want when we want it. We all need to surrender to Christ and surrender to our marriages and and serve and give and be the men and be the women that we're meant to be, not who I want to be just to fulfill a moment. This is this is an indictment on us all. Another really good one here. Men and women are from different planets. Yeah, basically, but no. The determining factor in which wives feel satisfied with sex, romance, and passion in their marriage is, again, by Gottman's research, 70% the quality of the couple's friendship. For men, the determining factor is, by 70%, the quality of the couple's friendship. So men and women come from the same planet after all. This is awesome. This is so encouraging that we need to have a friendship as a foundation. I spent too much time in small groups with men where these men don't understand their wives. They're, they feel like they're a foreign alien. They don't have a friendship. And then they wonder why they're not okay. And then here's why I do, why I do the warrior marriage, why I do my Healthy Marriage Inner Circle, Facebook group, and all these videos and all the stuff that I do is men, women, I believe that our marriages are the centerpiece to the health of everything else. That actually we need to protect our marriages and that how healthy that is, it impacts the health of our children. It impacts the health of our business and our business growth. It impacts our ability to maybe go back to school and get an education, further education and and climb up, you know, some ladder or take risks as an entrepreneur or the things I do in business, if you will. It affects our physical health. It affects our mental health. And the data proves it over and over and over that your marriage is a critical part of the whole. Um, and so I zero in on that for myself as I teach and as I talk. Um, and I want you to, to see that as well. We need to have our best friend at our side. Um, this is really, really important. A few more just comments from Gottman to think about. Neuroses, or these are actually the list. Neuroses are personality problems ruin marriages. No. Common interests keep you together. No. You scratch my back. And careful with the quid pro quo. Avoiding conflict will ruin your marriage. No, we need to actually deal with stuff. Affairs are, are the root cause of divorce. Not true. Men are not biologically built for marriage. Some truth to that. We're all sin-bent, but that's not God's design. And men are, and women are from different planets. Now, here are some, some tips, if you will. There are some skills that John Gottman goes into that give us, that gives help. They're answers. And these are really powerful. One of them is harsh startup. I've talked about this before. 96% of the time, you can predict the outcome of a conversation based on the first three minutes of the 15-minute interaction. So how you start a relation or a conf- conversation or a confrontation actually changes everything. If it's harsh, it's not going to go well. If it's gentle, if it's kind, it's if it's kind of the I statements versus you, so less accusation, more of what I'm feeling, very different outcome. And then these are the four horsemen I've talked about before. Criticism, cancer, contempt or hate, venomous kind of stuff that we do towards each other, cancer, defensiveness. There's not a place for that to get defensive in marriage, yet that's a default for so many. And then stonewalling where I kind of lock you out. These become the ingredients where marriages just fall to pieces. Again, according to Dr. Gottman's research, this are, these are the keys to destroying your relationship.
I mentioned earlier flooding. Your spouse's negativity, whether in the guide of criticism or, or contempt or even defensiveness, is so overwhelming and so sudden that it leaves you shell-shocked. It's that physical arousal that we need to avoid. Our husband or our wife should not take us to that kind of place. We need to deal with that and get some help. A marriage's meltdown can be predicted by habitual harsh startups and frequent flooding brought on by the relentless presence of the four horsemen during disagreements. These are key, and this is what we need to avoid. We need to read body language and be able to know when our spouse is uncomfortable or stressed or their body's reacting and be sensitive to them. Uh, this is critical and pay attention to ours. This is really important data. Um, it's a biological fact. Men are more easily overwhelmed by marital conflict than are their wives. I don't think we believe that. I think we think the opposite. But their research is showing, no, men tend to be more overwhelmed quicker. They just tend to react in different ways and then, than, than women do. Interesting for you to think about. Another really, really important one, failed repair attempts. A repair attempt is efforts the couple makes to de-escalate the tension during a touchy discussion to put on the brakes so flooding isn't prevented. You see these other words we've talked about. When these fail, I get disconnected and I start giving up. We need to be really careful with this. You need to be able to calm things down and to have certain triggers and cues, not the bad triggers, good ones, to say, okay, let's stop, let's start over, let's calm down, let's reset, let's come back to this in a in 20 minutes or an hour um, as needed. And then here's the last one, bad memories. Be careful with this. It's that five to one ratio. We need to develop and build a marriage that actually we're proud of and we can look back on our story and we can see moment after moment of, of connection and of, of great, great, um, a reminder of why I married you that's a good thing that reminds me. Our wedding should be that. We should be able to look back at our wedding and go, that was an amazing day and reminisce. But if the wedding and then it's 10 years, 20 years later and that's, there's nothing else but bad memories, I mean, why would you stay? That's what's really terrifying. You need stakes in the ground, tent poles in the ground throughout. Um, and yes, some people, these are found in vacations. Others, it's found in hard times that's handled better than not. Uh, my wife and I have an interesting memory of a time we were traveling across country. We stopped in Louisiana. We set up our tent. We have two babies, little, little one, and then a little bit older one. And we don't put the top over the, on the tent because it's a pretty night. And then in the middle of the night, we look up and we see lightning. So we jump out real quick and we cover the tent, put the cover over, and then a storm lets loose. And so we're in this tent, big tent with a pack and play and a baby in there, another little one between us, they're sound asleep and it gets louder and louder and it starts flooding around us. And it's actually, it's Kelly's second time to ever be in a tent. And I'm like, this is just going wrong in every way possible. Then the kids wake up and they start screaming and crying. And then it's about 4 a.m. and we look at each other and I was like, let's just pack it up. So Kelly takes the kids to the car, she loads them up, they're screaming and crying. And in the rain, with a, a flashlight in my mouth and being bit by mosquitoes like crazy, we get out, we pack up the tent, we put it up. I go take a shower real quick and we hit the road. And it's one of our amazing memories because everything went wrong, but we were okay. We were on the same team. We didn't have bad memories. 
and how many families have horrendous memories because of how they were treated and mistreated and how things fell apart and they felt further disconnection from this person that's supposed to be their best friend. I hope you actually create a best friend in your marriage. If you don't have it, it can be created and be intentional at developing a marriage, growing a marriage that you're proud of. Find out more about me at healinglives.com, um, what the services I offer and what I do. I'd love to see you in our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash The Healthy Marriage, or you can book a marriage breakthrough call at drcory.org. Um, love to talk to you and love to see how I can help you build a marriage you're proud of. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.